Well, this morning we'll continue a study. We started, I believe this will be the third message on this in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. <clears throat> and uh, verse 4, 2 Corinthians 4 and 4, uh, something that I'd heard and knew was in there, but I never had studied it. So we decided to make a little study on this and don't know how much longer it'll take us. But 2 Corinthians 4 and 4, says, <clears throat> in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them who believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. So we ask, what does that really mean? And I believe it is, it doesn't mention Satan, but I certainly I believe it is talking about Satan. Uh, referring to him as the God of this <clears throat> world. So what does, that, uh, what does that mean, God of this world? Uh, I think it's very important. Uh, does that mean Satan has complete control over the world right now? Is God's, is the God, <clears throat> Almighty, Most High, is he is his will not coming to pass now? Is it that Satan's in control of everything? Does God and Satan have equal power, uh, or 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 what is it? Uh, <clears throat> or does Satan have more power than God? So these are some things that we wanted to find out. Uh, so we said, you know, who is your God? Who is your deity? Who are you? Uh, looking to. Who are we worshiping? So we want to take care that we're not giving Satan honor and glory because I believe all honor and glory belongs to the God. I don't think Satan deserves any. <clears throat> so we want to make sure we're not giving Satan any honor and glory. So, of course, this sounds like this may be. To whom the God of this world sounds like, well, that's a lot of honor and glory. So we talked about Satan a little bit. Where did Satan even come from? And, of course, there's only one place he could come from, and that would be one of God's creations. Uh, in the beginning <clears throat> was uh, the Father and the Son, the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> in the beginning was God. Or in the beginning, and, in the beginning was Word, and Word was God, and Word with God. <clears throat> so, and then we read where uh, all things were made by Him. It wasn't anything made <clears throat> that was made that was not made by Him. Even the deceived and the, and the deceiver was His. So we understand there's only one place Satan could come from, one of God's creations. <clears throat> and we want to be careful not to discredit God or not to dishonor God. You say, well, God created an angel and the angel fell. So God did create him. Did he do a poor job in creation? And the answer is no. God, <clears throat> Satan was created perfect for the use that God wanted him for. We talked about tools. I brought a bunch of tools here. I have a lot of tools. And a lot of them are for specific purposes. Satan was a tool created by God for specific purposes. 
He has a lot of tools, the rain, the wind, and again, even <clears throat> servants like we. Uh, <clears throat> we said that all things had a purpose, and there was a season and a time for every purpose. So Satan, that tool being used by God, purpose for it, a time and a season for it. Uh, <clears throat> and we also studied where, the, where God created everything and every, all this purpose, and there was a time for everything, a time for everything. And it said that God created everything beautiful in his time. And yes, even Satan. Well, how could that be? Well, we studied <clears throat> last week. Uh, last week, our subtitle was uh, Who's Running Things? So we looked at, at uh, Job. Satan, the tool Satan was used a lot in Job's life there. And he, and he done what we call terrible things to Job. He took all of his wealth, his herds, his flocks, all of his children, they were all killed. And <clears throat> you say, well, how could that be a beautiful thing? Well, it didn't stop there. Then he had this disease, these bulls, whatever it was, and, and had to be horrible. And <clears throat> then he had his friends to come and, uh, and add to it. And his wife added to it, said, well, you know, you've, you've, made, you've upset God. What you've been teaching about God is not true. Just go ahead and curse him and die. So you think, well, Satan, and Satan was used for all that. But we saw that he couldn't go any farther than what God had ordained. He couldn't take his life. At first, he couldn't even touch him. And then what we'll call round two, he said, well, okay, you can touch him, but you can't take his life. And he couldn't. But how could all those terrible things be beautiful from God's tool? And you have to look at the end of it. Well, you look through Job, all the different things, that the conversations between God and Job and the questions he had for him, and you look at the end. And at the end, Job said, Well, I had heard of God by the hearing of the ear, but now mine eye seeth him. Isn't that a beautiful thing when he opens our eyes and we truly see God like we never had before? And that's, that's a beautiful thing. So Satan, unknowingly, of course, was used in a way to have Job's eyes open and also to help us and have our eyes opened as well. So I think we will continue on this morning with the question, who's running things anyway? That's what last, last week was. And, and I, we talked about some businesses, a manager of a business, you know, who's running these things? Tiffany, you're supposed to be running things, uh, the businesses you have. But there are some, but your power would be limited. There's probably some things happen that some of the staff do that, you know, I wish that hadn't happened. Of course, it all comes back to Tiffany. But she's limited in power. She doesn't have complete control. We talked about waitresses and things last week. But so who's running things now? And certainly it's God, but he's not limited on power. 
Everything's coming to pass in accordance with his sovereign will and purpose. So uh, I'd like to continue on. Uh, let's take a look at, at Peter. Satan was used as a tool for Peter. So Job was Old Testament. Other Old Testament examples we talked about, we may talk about again if we, if we have time, but we'll look at New Testament examples. And here Satan again is mentioned, but he's not mentioned everywhere he's used in your lives today. You can't say, well, you don't find a thing, well, Satan was used to do this. And it may very well have been, but it's not, every, it's not listed every place he was used. He was a tool used by God and used frequently. So let's go to Luke chapter 22. So here's an example in the New Testament where Satan was used. <clears throat> but who's running things? Who is, who is operating that tool? Luke 22 and 31. Luke 22 and, and 31. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. So we know what Satan's will is here, don't we? question is, whose will is going to come to pass? We read where he's God of this world. What does that mean? So here we'll say, I'll say Satan, the God of this world, desired his will was to have Peter and sift him as wheat. Is his will going to come to pass? <clears throat> Look at the next, next verse. <clears throat> and, of course, this was Jesus talking to him. But I have prayed for thee. I, but I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. And when thou art, and if thou art converted, it doesn't say that, does it? It doesn't say, if thou art converted, strengthen the brethren. It's not what it says. It says, Satan desired to have you and sift you as weak, but I have prayed for thee, that thy faith fail not, and when thou art converted, strengthen the brethren. He didn't say, if you're converted. He says, when thou art converted. So whose will is coming to pass? Satan's? Absolutely not. He's a tool used, but... There was a purpose. And, and Peter was going to be converted from this position he was in, and, and this would be used to strengthen the brethren and you and I today, brothers and sisters. <clears throat> 33. And he said unto him, and this word Satan, Satan had already, has already started here. Peter and he said unto him, Lord, I am ready to go with thee, both into prison and to death. Now, I used to say, Chuck, that this was spoken out of a heart of love. 
but really, it really wasn't. It was spoken out of a heart of, of pride. I am ready to go. Now, what would have been best said, he could have said, Lord, by God's grace, I'm ready to go. But he didn't say that. I. And we've said that word I it is such a terrible, proud word. But uh, anyway, he said, I am ready to go with thee, both into prison and into death. And again, you can, I used to think it was a heart motivated by love, but I think it was motivated by pride. I think... It was a heart motivated by Satan, I think is the best way to say it. Lord, I am ready to go with thee, both in prison and to death. I don't think it was motivated by love. It was motivated by Satan. Because Satan desired to sift him as wheat. And, and why do I, well, let's read verse 34. And he said, I tell thee, Peter, the cock shall not crow this day before that thou shalt thrice deny, us, deny that thou knowest me. But he said, I am ready to go with thee. Again, he may have felt that in his heart. But Satan desired to sift him as weak, and we see that word I, that, that is Satan working in him just then. I am ready to go, I. He didn't say by the grace of God, by the power of God. He just said, I, me. And I want to go back to uh, Isaiah chapter uh, 14. We go there frequently, but we see where this eye came from. It came from Satan. This is Satan's doctrine. This is Satan's doctrine and teaching today. And all those that declare this are teaching Satan's doctrine. Doesn't mean they're all going to the lake of fire. I'm not saying that. I, there's one judge of that. But we see Clay, Satan clearly used here for Peter. He said, Peter, Satan desired to sift his wheat. So he was used here. But Peter said, oh, no, Lord, I, I'll go with thee and so forth. And I say that comes directly from Satan. Look at Satan's doctrine, Isaiah 14, and starting verse uh, 12. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground who didst weaken the nations? For thou hast said, now listen to what Satan said. For thou hast said in thine heart, I will send unto heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit among, uh, also among the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will send, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. So we know Satan's desires, Satan's beliefs. So when Satan desired to, to sift Peter as wheat, he calls Peter to say, or God, 
through this tool of Satan, caused Peter to say, Lord, I am ready to go with thee, both into prison and unto death. So we see Satan, the tool Satan, being used here specifically on Peter. Now we know Satan desires, he's going to sift in his wheat. But the Lord says, I, but I've prayed for thee. So whose will is going to come to pass? We see Satan clearly at work. Peter, oh, I, I, I'm ready to go with you. Both the prison and the death. Of course, we see he wasn't. He didn't. We won't read that today, but we can study where he, uh, he, he did deny the Lord uh, three times. But I, I, I. And it was pride, and it came from Satan. Matthew 16. Still <clears throat> looking at, at Peter here, written uh, slightly differently here. Matthew 16. And uh, 21. From that time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples how he must go into Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed and be raised again the third day. So he was telling his disciples that. We, he, in the uh, Gospel of John, uh, what, 13, 14, 15th uh, chapters, and 16th, I believe, uh, he was telling them this. So he said, uh, he began to tell them what was going to happen. He's going to go before the elders and chief priests and scribes and going to be killed and raised again the third day. Then Peter took him and began to rebuke him saying, Be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not uh, be unto thee. So here Peter was, was, was very bold. No, Lord, this, this won't be unto you. No, they won't take you, and they won't crucify you, and you won't be sacrificed. <clears throat> so it sounds like A messenger of the Lord would say that. No, we can't allow this to happen to you. <clears throat> Sounds like a messenger uh, of the Lord would say that. No, we can't allow that to happen to you. But when he said that to the Lord, again, I used to say, well, it's out of a heart motivated by love. But no, it's out of a heart motivated by Satan. No, Lord. What did the Lord say to him? Was it motivated by Satan or was it motivated by love? What did he say to him in verse 21? But he turned and said unto him, but he turned and said to Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan. Thou art of offense to me. For thou savest not the things that are of God, but those that are of men. Get thou behind me, Satan. There's no doubt where this came from. And again, I used to say, oh, Peter, his heart was motivated by love because he didn't want the Lord to be killed and everything. 
and maybe there's something there, but I say his heart was motivated by Satan. No. But Satan was used here. So what Peter was saying, when the Lord told him, I'm going to go, this is going to be happen, they're going to kill me. And Peter said, no, no. So that means if at this, at this time, that there'd be no shed blood and death of Jesus on the cross. Where would we be without Jesus' death and shed blood on the cross? There'd be no sacrifice for our sins. No promise of glory. No promise of heaven. Satan would be the victor. But as we know, Satan's will did not come to pass, both what we see in Isaiah and in his working in Job and his working here in Peter. And, and clearly, these words that Peter said, again, I used to say it was motivated by love. Uh, no, Lord, that's not going not to be, they're not going to kill thee, they're not going to take thee. And he says, get thou behind me, Satan. You think it was nice, sweet words motivated from a heart of love. It motivated by Satan, saying, no, 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 uh, no death, no sacrifice for sins, all motivated by Satan. But that was, again, the same thing when he said, I. Peter said, I, I will go with thee. Uh, So Satan had desired to sift Peter as wheat. And he says, Peter, Satan has, has desired to sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for thee. Well, let me ask you something. A couple things. Has Satan desired to sift you as wheat? Have there been things happen in your life and things? So has Satan desired to sift you as wheat? And the answer is yes. Certainly that's Satan's desire. But the big question is, has Jesus, has Jesus prayed for thee? That's what he told Peter. He said, Satan desired to sift you as wheat, but I prayed for thee. Peter still went through these things, Penny. He still went through the, the trials and testings and everything and denied him three times. And I, uh, I feel, maybe get a little bit off my message here, but I feel uh, a closeness to this that I wish I hadn't. I told you one time, there was an individual come to me and, and he was talking about business. And he was commenting what I've done to be so successful in this particular area of business and everything. And uh, all, I was being all humble and everything. And what first came to my mind was, what's by God's grace? But that wasn't what came out of my mouth. <laughs> what came out of my mouth, oh, I was nice and humble. So, well, you know, I've had good staff and so forth and so on. And... Uh, 
So the conversation kind of ended there. And I thought afterwards, I thought, why did I say that? If I had a chance to do that again, I'd tell him the truth. The truth was by God's grace. And this sad me even more. It was, I think, in less than a year, that same man asked me that same question not 10 feet from where he'd asked me before. And did I say it was God's will, by God's grace? No. I guess I was trying to be humble. I didn't say it was me. I said, well, I had good staff and everything. But no, that was still saying that was me. So Satan was working with me, no doubt. But with Peter here, it was three times. But he said, Satan desired to sift you as wheat, but I prayed for thee. So certainly Satan has desired to sift you as wheat. No doubt about it. We know what Satan's will, we know what Satan's desire is. But has he prayed for you? He prayed for Peter. We see the outcome. But has he prayed for you? Well, let's go to John chapter 17. And uh, I believe surely we can see this. And I hope you can see, oh, yes, he's, he's prayed for me. I don't want Satan to get the honor and glory. The battle, let me just state this, the battle is not between you and Satan. If there's any battle to be looked at, it's the Lord's and Satan, if you will. So, John 17, I asked, he said, Peter, I prayed for you. So, has he prayed for you? John 17, verse 1 These words spoke Jesus and lift up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify thy son, that thy son also may glorify thee. So, here the G Jesus is praying to the Father. And then in uh, verse uh, 20, he says, Neither I pray for these alone, but for them also who shall believe on me through their word. So he prayed for the disciples then, and yes, he's praying for you now. And let's go back then to verse 2 and continue on, since we know who he's praying for. <clears throat> As thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. Everyone that the Father gave to the Son, he'll give him eternal life. He doesn't offer it. He gives it. And then skip down to verse 11. And now I am no more in the world. We know he's about to be crucified. And now I am no more in the world, but these are in the world. And I come to thee, Holy Father, keep through thine own name those whom thou hast given me, that they may be one as we are one. So he prayed for Peter. He said, Satan desired to sift his wheat, but I prayed for you. So now, can you see this and see that this applies to you? Yes, Satan desired to sift you as wheat. Of course he has. And he's still here and he's still real. But here he says, Father, keep through thine own name those whom thou hast given me. So yes, he's prayed for you. Now, it doesn't mean you won't go through these things. It doesn't mean you won't go through these trials and tribulations and testings. But he's prayed that remain faithful unto him. 
Verse 12, while I was with them in the world, I kept them in thy name. Those that thou hast gavest me, uh, I have kept. And none of them is lost but the son of perdition, that the scripture might be fulfilled. And I don't think we'll go into that, but the son of perdition, Judas. Satan desired him as well. We don't have recorded that Jesus prayed for him, do we? Verse 15. I pray not that thou shouldst take them out of the world, but thou shouldst keep them from the evil. Again, we'll go through the trials and tribulations, and Satan, the tool of God, will be used for this. But he, he prayed for his that will be kept from that evil. Oh, yeah, we'll be tempted by it, but we'll be delivered and kept from it. And then verse 20 again, Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also who shall believe in me through their word. So, uh, and let's, let's read verse 24 as well. Father, I will that they also whom thou hast given me be with me where I am. Do you think his will is going to come to pass? Do you think his prayer is going to be answered? Or do you think Satan is the big, uh, uh, big question? No. Father, I will that they also whom thou hast given me be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory which thou hast given me, for thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. So he prayed for those, and, uh, uh, and they will be delivered. You know, so we see who's running things in, 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 in Peter there. Who's running things? I know Satan wanted to. I know Satan desired to. But he said, Peter, I'm telling you this, but I prayed for you. And he didn't say, if you're converted. When you're converted, strengthen the brethren. So who's in control? You can call him God of this world, and it's okay to use that, because he is a tool, and let's just say, I've got tools here. This is a, again, this is, this is a hammer. Satan's name, uh, or the, Satan the tool, his name is, is Satan. But it's a tool. This is a tool. It's a hammer. Satan is a tool that God made for specific purposes. In closing, I'd like to go to Acts chapter 4. We've read it before, talked about it before. So, but we ask in, in Job's life, Old Testament, who was running things? Well, we see it was God. Satan, the tool, was used. But God's running things. We see it worked out uh, uh, beautiful. I'll say that. And, and Peter, Satan, the tool, was used there. But it worked out beautiful when he was converted. Strengthened the brethren. We're still strengthened by uh, words and, and the incident and everything. So I mean, let's look at another incident here in the uh, uh, New Testament. Acts chapter 4 and uh, verse 26. 
And again, I know we've looked at this a lot. <clears throat> this is when they was about to get Jesus and, and uh, collect him to be crucified and, and punished and so forth. The kings of the earth stood up and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. Who do you think, what tool was used here to have these to do this evil thing? They were gathered together. All these were gathered together against the Lord Jesus Christ. And in verse 27, again, we're trying to see who's in control. Who's in control of things? For of a truth against thy holy child Jesus, whom thou hast anointed, both Herod, Pontius Pilate, with the nations and people of Israel, we're gathered together. So all these people, you, you remember the night and, and, and the day and the night whenever they was uh, running him back and forth between Herod and Pontius Pilate and, and, uh, and, and trying to make these decisions, what was they going to do and everything, and finally it came up, you know, crucify him, crucify him. And that's what the people shouted, wasn't it? And said, so they were uh, gathered together. And look at verse 28. They were gathered together to do whatever thy hand and thy counsel determined before to be done. I have no doubt Satan was used here. All these were gathered together, Herod, Pontius Pilate, and all the nations here and everything. Crucify him, crucify. I have no doubt Satan was there. That tool was being used. And they were gathered together to do what? the council determined before to be done of the Lord. What was to be done? Well, he was to be crucified. He was to be our sacrifice. He was to be our Savior. They couldn't have done anything different. So, who's in at Jesus' crucifixion? Who was in control? Satan was obviously used to put this in their hearts. But they were used, Satan was used as a tool here, and even Herod and Pontius Pilate and all these people were used as a tool. Crucify him, crucify him. But that was the Lord's will, as what he had determined for to be done. Now you say, well, but that was such an evil thing. Again, if he had not been crucified, we would not have a Savior. We would not have a sacrifice. So there's no doubt Satan uh, is used. So to try to answer our question, who's running things here anyway in this earth? Well, it's not Satan. Maybe given the title, God of this earth. This is given a title, a hammer, but it's a tool. Satan was given a title, God of this earth, but he's a tool. He's a tool made by Almighty God and is used for specific purposes. So who's running things? It's God Almighty. Don't glorify, don't glorify, don't worship Satan by saying how much power and, and so forth that he has and everything. He does have power that the Lord uh, gave him. 
I've got the power tools here too. These cord I love these cordless tools. It's got power. When I give it to it, Satan has power that was given to him for specific purposes. But when you read 2 Corinthians 4 and 4, the God of this world, don't worship him. Don't look at him as one being in control of things. That's worshiping him. He's not in control of things. He's used as a tool to do certain things, but God Almighty is in control. May the Lord bless the speaking of his word. We're dismissed.